0: Crime Obscene is a monthly true crime podcast. Listener discretion is advised. On the afternoon of July 28th, 1998, Theodore Jacob, an Irish native who studied in England to be a teacher, was home for the summer holidays in her town of Newbridge, County Kildare. With Aaron's room in the town, Deirdre walked a 25-minute walk from her home, Roseberry, to the town of Newbridge. All this recorded on CCTV. Deirdre disappeared within steps of her driveway, and she has never been seen again. There has been a tireless investigation into her disappearance, an upgrade to a homicide investigation, and even a person of interest named in her disappearance. In this episode we will delve into the information surrounding this heartbreaking case and in uncovering the details hope to give this case more exposure so more ears can hear it and possibly say what they know. Chapter 1. Crime Timeline Deirdre Jacob left her home at 12.50pm on the 28th of July 1998. It was a Tuesday and the 18 year old had a few things to do in the local town of Newbridge. She is reported to have visited her grandmother upon arriving in the town. This was after a 25-minute walk, placing her in Newbridge at 1.15pm. After visiting her grandmother, Deirdre makes her way to the AIB bank. In the bank, Deirdre gets a bank draft to send to a friend in the UK. This is for a rental accommodation she would be getting upon returning to the university. CCTV footage shows her leaving the bank. Post Office CCTV footage shows Deirdre a while later In the post office to post the draft, she then makes her way back to her grandmother's shop. Final CCTV footage shows Deirdre walking south on Main Street at 2:35 p.m. Eight witnesses, six of whom knew Deirdre, report seeing her walk through the town. Though it is not clear if she went through Main Street before turning left down Newbridge College, or she took advantage of the various laneways in the town for a shortcut. It is worth mentioning that Newbridge is very elaborate with a lot of back roads, alleys, nooks and crannies. A place one can get lost in if they wish for some solitude, or the perfect place for a predator. It is thought she might have gone through the back of the college, as that exited out on Sand Road, which would lead to the Jacob family home, a mere 10 minutes away. Six witnesses, all very familiar with Deirdre Place, are very close to her home. One witness placed her within her driveway, about 200 yards from her home. But the 18-year-old was not home when her mother, Bernadette, came back later, as the house was still locked. These witnesses include a man on a bike who rode past her, two people said hello to her on a path, and a separate two saw her across the road, before a worker on a roof stated he also saw her, this taking place on Bog Cross. A sighting which happens approximately 3pm comes as Deirdre is apparently in her driveway. The sighting stuck out in the person's memory as Deirdre was carrying a black shoulder bag that was emblazoned in bright yellow writing, the logo of Cat, the company of Caterpillar. Unfortunately. This is the last confirmed sighting, and happens within steps of her home. Deirdre had dark brown shoulder-length hair. She was last seen wearing a dark navy-coloured v-neck t-shirt, dark-coloured jeans with blue Nike runners, along with the aforementioned shoulder bag. Chapter 2. 20 Years of Investigation Deirdre Jacobs' case has spun a two-decade period. 20 years. A young woman who beamed so brightly in all her pictures with a big smile, seemingly fell off the face of the earth without a shred of evidence. And whilst truly little has been detailed over the years of the investigation, the Garda Sheena Ireland's police force, have trickled some details of the status of the investigation over the years. During the 12 months between 2017 and 18, they had reviewed her case, which was coincided by her 20th anniversary appeal, which the family held. Quote, Every time an appeal is made, someone comes forward with a little bit of information. Somewhere along the line, we will convince that person with information to come forward. End quote. Michael Jacob, The Journal. Following this review, it was determined through fresh avenues of inquiry, the status of the case was to be upgraded from a missing investigation to a suspected homicide. A turn in the case that while nobody wanted to hear, the lines of inquiry would see much needed exposure and tips to be phoned in, with some over 2,000 avenues the police have investigated throughout the years, with a similar number of statements reaching about the number of 2,500. In August of 2018, the Gardaí identified a suspect, thanks to information that they received from a prisoner in Arbor Hill Prison. It must be noted on this podcast that no formal charges have been brought against the person, and is innocent until proved otherwise. Chapter 3. The Beast of Walton Glass a very well-known person was named as the suspect in Deirdre's Suspected Homicide in July of 1998. Larry Murphy Larry Murphy appeared on Garda radar after a prisoner admitted that Larry had confessed to the murder while he was serving a 15-year jail sentence for a separate crime. The crime for which he was convicted was for the rape and attempted murder of a 15-year-old girl. Larry kidnapped the young woman before driving her to a remote place in the Wicklow Mountains. There... He brutally sexually assaulted her and attempted to suffocate her with a bag. If it had not been for the fortunate arrival of two hunters who were out that night and saw the crime, the young girl would not be alive today. This crime was where he was branded the Beast of Balkan Murphy served 10 of 15 years of his sentence before he was released for good behaviour. Upon his release, he moved abroad and lived in areas such as Spain, Amsterdam and the UK. The Akana have released some very strong reasons as to why they think Larry Murphy is a suspect in the case. Being a tradesman, a carpenter, his work brought him around the province of Leinster. When Larry was convicted of attempted murder and rape his house was searched. In the search the police had removed many materials including work dockets. The work dockets showed that he allegedly had been doing a job in the town when Deirdre went missing Though this may not have commenced until August or September. It would be worth noting though he may have visited the bar he was contracted to renovate some time before to give a quote on the price of the job. Some witnesses did come forward and claim Murphy was working the day Deirdre went missing but the Gardaí did investigate these claims and determined them not to be accurate. One very disturbing detail to emerge however was when Deirdre's grandmother who passed in December 1999 a sweet shop was cleared and an advertisement for a tradesman that bore Larry Murphy's name and a contact number was discovered but again it has to be stressed it cannot be determined the date it was given and if Murphy himself even hand-delivered it. As early as March 2020 there has been a movement to submit a file that recommended charges to be brought against Murphy to the Director of Public Prosecutions DPP, this movement was further headway, investigation had reportedly made from 2018 and onward, with new evidence and evidence-finding techniques being instrumental in bringing the case to this point. Inevitably, this is down to the DPP if the case is strong enough for a conviction. Theories and Conclusions This case has been investigated and reported extensively in the country of Ireland, and it is very likely there are few people who have not heard of the Beasts of Wall But of course, in any investigation, there always has to be a small play of devil's advocate if not to rule out all other possibilities until we get to the most probable outcome. The 28th of July was a beautiful day, a day to walk, like any other summer's day in Ireland. Deirdre Newdreud, she walked it every day, from primary school to secondary school. It would be very odd for her to get lost or stumble off the beaten track, so that leaves the runaway possibility. Investigators once she was reported missing would definitely have got to work to trace her steps and place her, and they could fortunately. A lot of her movements were caught on CCTV, from the bank to Main Street, so it has to be deduced she disappeared very close to her home, as witnesses and video footage alike can account for her. One glaring indication that she didn't run away is the fact that she went to the bank, took out a bank draft, went to the post office and posted it to a friend. All this for accommodation for her next semester in university. That doesn't show someone who wants to run away. It showed Deirdre Jacob had every intention of continuing. Continuing on with what she was doing. Continuing on to her next semester at university. Also, we'd be remiss if not mentioning the connection of Deirdre Jacob's case to a string of other disappearances and also of murders that happened in the area dubbed the Ireland's Disappearing Triangle. This is an area covering almost the entire province of Leinster including areas of Dublin, Kildare, Dundalk and Carlow. This is where women from ages 18 to 40 disappear between 93 and 98. The time frame certainly does fall in line with Deirdre's case. Many people theorise a serial killer or killers operated in this area during those years. While there are a lot of interesting details linking these cases in theory, we'd certainly not be able to definitively say one way or another if this area was indeed a serial offender's hunting ground and indeed if all victims were linked. Leinster and Kildare itself is quite easy place to drive from, and within 10 minutes find a secluded country spot. The country has a large amount of bogland, forested areas and mountain areas, truly the mind boggles as the amount of locations any one of these poor people were ultimately left. We didn't spend too much time on the Irish Vanishing Triangle, because I wanted to keep the focus on Deirdre's case. Deirdre's case is, if not, on the precipice of being solved, and it just needs that extra push from anyone that knows anything. If this story has impacted you, and you know something, please contact the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 666 111 or the Kildare Garda Station on 045 521 222. A big thank you to the following sources. Chilling Crimes, The Journal, Extra.ie, the Irish Independent. These sources will be linked in the description notes of this show, along with social media links for Crime Obscene. Please join us next time for another episode of Crime Obscene.